Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 61 of We're Talking Shift, the podcast where I talk a lot of shift because I believe that when we feel stuck or when it's time to level up, rise to a challenge, or make any kind of shift, the process must begin with a shift in our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. Relationship tip number 10 is what's up for today. I'm going to talk a little bit about how hard marriage is. And I'm guessing that my producer, TJ, will have a few thoughts to share on the subject as well. Hmm, TJ, are you there? Do you copy? Uh, Copy. Roger. (laughs) Yeah. How's that? Yeah. (laughs) I know. I just thought I'd mix it up a little bit. I mean, (laughs) I I think I just called you Roger, but... uh, (laughs) I know. Like, how did Roger become the lingo? That's what I want to (laughs) know. I I don't know. I don't know who made up all all these codes, but just figured, you know, let's, let's throw a little something different in there today. And I think, yeah, copy that. It's the influence from uh, being in Florida. Now we we've moved out of Stanford, Connecticut. We are in Florida now for the next um, approximately six or seven weeks. And Whenever I, I text our son, because he and his wife live here, so we've been able to spend a lot of time with them. So when we're texting back and forth, making plans, he has a tendency to respond, you know, not with a thumbs up, but with a copy that. So that's why I have that in my brain. There you go. That's where that I mean, I, go. I'm happy you're, you, you weren't going to say like you and Eric decided to like hitchhike <laughs> with a bunch of semi drivers all the way from Connecticut no. down there. But OK, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, we did. We did convoy down uh, because we had two vehicles. So he was in one vehicle in our in our truck with the dog. Oh, and no, then you drove he, that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we drove. I mean, it was easy. It's like 20 hours. It's not a big deal. It's two days, All right. um, which for us is no big deal. We, we like our road trips and um, it was kind of nice transition time. And we had two vehicles. We needed to move on out of there. So that's just the way it was going to be. And we loaded up all our stuff and then, you know, convoyed our way all the way down to Clearwater, Florida. There you go. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about marriage. How often do we hear people say, I know I've heard this all my life. I still hear it a lot. And that is the phrase, oh, marriage is hard work. It's hard work keeping a marriage together. And I don't know. Well, I, I mean, being in my 35th year of marriage now, I, I have a bit of a different take on that. I, I think that it's, it's not the marriage. The marriage isn't where the hard work is. I mean, that's just a construct, right? It's the agreement that you have that defines your relationship. But how the people in the marriage relate to each other, communicate, and seek to understand each other is where the work is. Those things are about each individual and the kind of partner they decide to be. So again, the marriage isn't the thing that requires hard work. The marriage is just a description of an agreed upon contract, right, that you have with each other. The hard work is in each person in the marriage learning to manage themselves, their expectations of each other, and how they react and respond to one another and on and on. So the work is in each person's willingness to do their own work. I think that it's in our relationships 
where the work we need to do on ourselves and the places that we need to grow become the most obvious. So in our relationships lie our greatest opportunities to grow and evolve. And those opportunities often show up in the form of conflict. And conflict demands something from us. Are you with me so far, TJ? 100%. Um, <laughs> ma- many things uh, go through my head when I hear the uh, old saying that marriage is hard. Um, because it goes right along the lines of, like, I was with my wife for a very long time before we got married. And I remember my buddies saying, oh, just wait until you get married. You're not going to be able to have a life anymore until you get married. Uh, mm-hmm. Or once you get married. And it's like... Mm-hmm you guys said that before I had a girlfriend too. And you said, once I had a girlfriend, I wouldn't have a life anymore. Like, it, like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's th- these people seem to point uh, towards these moments in life where everything is going to change. And like, I don't know, at least for me, my life really didn't change once I got married. And I don't think marriage has been all that hard. And maybe it's because my relationship, like w- we had a kid after we got married, we did that quote unquote the right way. But like, I owned a house with my wife before we got married. You know what I mean? I did a lot of things, you know, that you do after marriage generally um, mm-hmm. uh, before we got married. And and I looked at, like, really, I hate to say this. The only reason that my wife and I got married was, A, we wanted to have a big party and have everyone come out and, like, celebrate the fact that we loved each other. We thought that was cool. And, B, we were getting around to talking about having a child. And, you know, she felt like, ah, oh, you know, it, it might look better for my grandma if we just get married before we have a kid. Okay. All right. Let's do that. But I mean, I don't know. I I don't think like relationships in general can be difficult to maintain at times, but that's human nature. And I think if you're with the right person, that anything that is hard work is worth doing. Yeah. And I think so. Here's like the the way that I'm looking at it is um, like going back to conflict because, you know, everything's everything's easy when it's easy, when there's no conflict, when there's no difference of opinions or or, you know, conflicting emotions. And when everything's easy peasy, sure, then then there's there's nothing being demanded of you um, stretching you, you know, but. But but that doesn't have anything to do with the contract that you have with each other, whether it's just a committed relationship or it's in the right. you know form of um of a marriage. Yeah. So I yeah I but, think like, that when people have conflict, it's often projected onto the institution of right. marriage. One hundred percent. Like you know yeah yeah. So, like the only you know, thing the only thing that got you know uh, that changed for me and my wife when we got married was a uh, there was a bigger tax deduction. And B, we were, quote unquote, right in the mind of her grandmother to have a kid. You know what I mean? Like everything else didn't like we were already in a committed relationship for like six years. You know what I mean? Like for for all intents and purposes. I mean, like I said, we owned a house together. It was going to be messy if we broke up at that time anyway. So, uh, you know, didn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. It just it, people's perception or something. But right. But, you you know, so you hear people say, you know, marriage is such hard work as though it's like this this beast that's hard to tame. And I, I think it's it's not hard or it's not easy because it's really not about that. The beast that's hard to tame is each person's idea of how things should be and how each person should behave at any given moment. And that squarely rests on the shoulders of each person, you know, their character. It's not about the institution of marriage. So it's really about you as an individual. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, yeah. So I think, you know, if you are somebody that 
finds yourself thinking, you know, marriage is hard. Why is this so difficult? It's not how I thought it was going to be. Um, you might want to pause and, and ask yourself why, like, well, why, why is this so hard? Can I ask you a question? Because this is one thing ah. that kind of blows my mind and, and I want to know what, what your thoughts are on it. I, I know that we've progressed. I mean, it's not the fifties anymore. It's not the sixties. Uh, heck it's not even the eighties and nineties at this point. We've, we've become more accepting of, uh, the idea, like, I mean, I have a lot of friends that have kids with one another and they have no plans on ever getting married because it's just not something they want to do for whatever reason. Um, mm -hmm. I find it crazy, though, that there are some people out there that still do not move in with one another until they get married. And I mm -hmm. find it absolutely mind blowing that you're willing to make, you know, a quote unquote lifelong commitment to someone when you don't know what it's like to wake up with them every day for a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. Like that blows my mind. Yeah. And I, like, I, I, I agree. If what's I, your, if, what's uh, your question? Right, well, so, I mean, do, do you think that still even a exists and B, is it even smart? Because I understand that, you know, if we're living in a very traditional society at times, you know, certain places are that way. Uh, is it smart to, you know, I mean, this sounds terrible, but to, you know, commit to a marriage without test driving the relationship and living with one another, because I mean, I, I'll never forget my wife for whatever reason, she does this all the time and I've learned to accept it, but she will like eat a bowl of cereal and she will put the bowl of cereal in the sink still with the milk in the bowl. And it drives <laughs> me absolutely crazy. But I sort of came to that conclusion and realization that I, this is going to be a thing. I'm going to take care of it. It's going to be fine. But had I got married and then found out two months into our marriage and living with one another that that was a thing, I may have went, this is ridiculous. We can't do this. We're, we're getting a divorce. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a little yeah. bit hyperbolic there, but do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. we need to explore really who we are on every level before we make that commitment. And I think sometimes maybe people don't do that. And those are maybe the people that say, you know what, marriage is hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's two. I think there's two ways that you could look at that. And of course, you know, each way is going to be up to, you know, the individuals and, and what's um, comfortable for them. And that, you know, is going to be dictated a lot by their values. And, you know, if they have a religious upbringing, you know, that's going to come into play. But so on the one hand, yeah, for me, it's kind of like I would want to be spending some time with somebody. I mean, we lived together before we got married. We actually, our son was born even before we got married. Yeah, my I, I attended my <laughs> yeah. parents' wedding. I was five. Yeah. I remember it, it yeah. was a hell of a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, our, our son was uh, four months when he attended. He doesn't remember anything, but there's pictures. Right. So, you know. Um, See, so unfortunately, when you're five and your parents get married, there are also pictures, but your finger is in your nose. In every photo, my <laughs> yeah, mother gives me crap about this to this day. Yeah, so you're you're never going to get to forget that, and neither is anybody else. No, but um, you know, so I I like that idea of getting comfortable and seeing how you cohabitate together. Now, that also makes it. Um, I guess maybe less complicated if you decide after a period of time that, you know what, um, there's just some things here that I, I can't deal with living with this person. So it's a little easier to cut the ties and bail and not work through things. But if you are married first and you haven't lived together 
And now you're coming up against some things that you're having to work through because you've already made this commitment. There's the chance that that commitment of being in the marriage is going to encourage you to try harder to work through your stuff rather than bailing at the first sign or the second sign of, you know, of, of there's waves and, you know, some people, some people just, some people are not willing to step up and try to work through stuff. And when you don't have the, that commitment, it's easier to bail. Whereas if you're in it it was like, well, okay, we're in this, we made these commitments, maybe, you know, we should try harder. So I, you know, I think there's two ways of looking at it and, and it's going to be up to the individuals to decide what is going to, you know, make the most sense for, for where they're at in their lives and in their own belief systems and value systems. Yes. I'm with you. Yeah. 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 So, you know, asking back to asking yourself, you know, why, if you're in the situation where you are in a, in a very committed relationship or marriage, um, why is this so hard? I mean, most people will find that if they ask themselves that the answer is, is usually going to be something like, um, well, it has something to do with the other person's behavior and attitude. You know, it's the other person. And then if the other partner is asked, they're probably going to have the same answers about you. You know, it's about, it's about your behavior and your attitudes. So example might be, you know, maybe it's behavior related to your communication styles. Maybe one person is, um, hard to get anything out of and doesn't communicate uh, honestly. And maybe one person is like overly direct, or it could be about, um, you know, your behavior around how you manage money. You may have two different approaches to that, different living habits. Somebody might be really sloppy. Somebody's really neat or any variety of things, but those things all still boil down to how much each person is willing to try and manage themselves and work through the conflict. And, you know, it's not unusual that the person that you love the most is also the one who tests you the most because, you know, you're closest to them. And then, you know, when you feel tested, well, right there, that that's your sign. That's where your opportunity lies to respond emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually in a mature and thoughtful manner. The work that you need to do is laid out before you, and it is made glaringly apparent in the form of whatever conflict you're struggling with inside your marriage or your relationship. So it may be something that requires, you know, taking a stand and setting boundaries, uh, being willing to even ignore each other occasionally and have some alone time without taking it personally, or a situation could arise requiring extra patience and understanding from one or both partners. Uh, There's going to be inevitably bad moods that that need to be tolerated, Uh, perhaps a compromise in an order, any number of other things that pose some degree of conflict. But I think looking at those situations as opportunities to up your game a little, you know, rise to the challenges in the most reasonable way that takes into consideration your partner's perspectives and needs as well as your own. Again, those, those are your chances to to level up as far as how you are behaving in life. You've said that word on a few podcasts and I absolutely adore it. And and that is leveling up. And, Mm -hmm. um, that, that is one thing that I, I truly believe we all can do forever. And that's just 
you know, take that next step to get to that next level and, and become better and more proficient. And uh, life to me is all about uh, optimization. And maybe that is what is difficult for some people to ensure that they're doing the right things to level up. But uh, it, it is something that I think we all do for the entirety of our lives. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, because right. leveling up is just another way of saying, you know, growing and expanding and hopefully becoming wiser, you know, uh, as you're, as you're right. journeying through your life. I mean, th that That's one thing. Like I, I understand when people say, you know, oh, I wish I was, you know, 19 again. I wish I was 20. I wish I could reset the clock when it comes to, you know, where we are in life age wise. But I would never want to go back if it meant that I was losing the knowledge that I have learned and sort of honed over time. Because I, I will tell you, as we talk, it's my 36th birthday. I am mm -hmm. a better person at 36 than I was a year ago when I was turning 35. And I constantly, you know, reevaluate and reassess what I'm doing in my life to ensure that this time next year, when I turn 37, I will feel the same way. And that that's a never ending process. And sometimes I think, you know, for people that are sort of stuck in their ways, um, mm -hmm. you know, that that can be difficult. And I'm not saying that we, we constantly need to change or in, in you know, reevaluate sort of our morals. That's not what I'm saying, you know, whatsoever. But what I am saying is, you know, with time, we need to evolve. We need to have a better and different outlook on things. Otherwise, we're just never going to progress. Exactly. You know, which is which is why we talk a lot of shift on this show, because it's about not being stuck. Right. And and when you said the phrase, you know, a lot of times people get stuck in their ways. Um, that's great if your ways are serving you and everybody that, you know, you're you are affecting in, in good ways, in positive ways. But if you're stuck in ways that are keeping you from growing or that are negative, that are, you know, just uh, a bad influence, you know, whatever it is, those, those are the things that you want to be willing to take a look at yourself and go, Hmm, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I need to try to do a little, um, a little personal inventory here and <laughs> see if there's a few things that I might be able to, to level up. Right. And, and, uh, and I firmly yeah. believe that if you say that you look in the mirror and do a little personal inventory and don't find anything that you need to level up, uh, you're, you're a little bit delusional. <laughs> yeah. You're not looking hard enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here are six good questions to ask yourself when you find that you may be in conflict with the love of your life. Um, just to get you started. If, if you're, if you're having some sort of conflict or you have a recurring conflicts, so you could, uh, you could try asking yourself, well, what would love do in this situation? Uh, a lot of times when somebody asks themselves, what, what would love do? They're going to get a whole different answer than maybe what they've become patterned and habituated at doing. And, and that means also you're taking not only your spouse's needs into consideration when we're talking about love, but also your own. It's, you get a, it's about loving yourself too. So it's not just about sacrificing for the other person. Um, Another question, good question is, what can we come up with together to make this a win-win? So whatever the situation is, again, how can we come up with something so that one of us doesn't feel like we're taking, you know, taking a loss or having to really overly compromise? Um, 
Another question is, am I letting my emotions cloud my better judgment? And that's a that one there is really key because, again, especially when it's we're talking about, you know, the person that you've committed to uh, being in relationship with for it, hopefully maybe the rest of your life, emotions are heightened and we're we're more sensitive to things. Um, but that doesn't always work in our favor. Sometimes that works against us because we, we, if we're tapped too much into heightened emotions, we tend to um, not take into consideration some logic and reason. We're all we're all emotion, and that's not always a good thing either. Conversely, am I too much in my intellect and not taking anyone's feelings into consideration? So that's the flip side of it. You're all about using, you know, logic and and reason and intellect, but there's no heart and there's no emotion tempering that, which can make you be a bit cold. So there's a there's a balance there between using your head and using your heart. And I think it's really important to be able to use both and not rely too much on only one or only the other. Another good question is how can we solve this? in a way that supports us and strengthens our relationship. Because you don't want to come to agreements on something if you feel like, yeah, but, you know, this is going to leave a mark. This is going to be a crack in the foundation. I don't know if we can survive it. So always looking at a way um, that you feel like you get through this together and you, and you feel like, yay, we've overcome this challenge together and now we feel stronger because of it. And another great question is, do I need to be right at any cost or can I check my ego for the sake of happiness and harmony? That's a good one, too, because a lot of times we just want to be right. And um, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been guilty of that. I really try to check myself because being right is just so much fun. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just the right thing to do. To be right, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 right? So so there's that. Um, but yeah, we got to, sometimes you just need to be okay either either being wrong or um, letting, letting your partner think that you're wrong because really it's just not worth um, the, the conflict. Right. And, and I, I just, think I've, I've talked about this with you in the past. Like yeah. there, there are arguments that I've been in where I, you know, prove my point and I win the argument and then mm-hmm. I feel terrible because right. like it's a lot of drama or unnecessary bickering. And what does it prove at the end of the day? You know, Mm -hmm. like, especially when it's like not even things that are like really tangible in the sense that like I get my way and we do something, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm a sucker for arguing just nonsense, you know, philosophy at times. (laughs) I will like, like when my wife doesn't agree with me on something, but I feel like I'm super right about it and I want to get her to see the way that I'm thinking so she understands. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's attainable without, you know, having an argument. Other times... Uh, it isn't, and uh, it's right. just really not worth it. Really, really no, not worth no. it. Like, yeah, I won. Great. Now yeah. everything's awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, because because now she feels like she's been clubbed over the head, and right, right. and you're like, yeah, yes, I am the winner. Right. And uh, now you feel like crap because right. you yeah. clubbed your wife over the head. Like, like, so. like yeah. Okay, again, metaphorically, metaphorically. <laughs> yes. 
But yes, no, no. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, Lori, I've uh, you know grabbed my wife and went, Melissa, I'm sorry, uh, I did it again. Uh, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. You're right. Maybe I'm right, but you're right. It wasn't worth arguing. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? And there you go. At least you, at least you owned it, and you try to make amends, and that's important. Yes. <laughs> no, I get that though. I've. Uh, I've, I've had a, a bit of that syndrome myself in the past. And I like to think that as, uh, you know, I'm now at the age I'm at and, and we've been, you know, together for, uh, or married for 35 years and, and together a few years longer than that. So I, I've, I've been able to manage that so that it's not so obnoxious. <laughs> it's it, just not that fun for the other person. No, it's not. And yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, admitting that is the first step. <laughs> right, exactly. We're on the road to recovery. So, oh, and by the way, happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great. Are you a uh, Are you a Scorpio? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, so that must have just we just must have passed the right. I'm the like right there on the edge. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so wrapping up, deciding to cohabitate with anyone for any length of time is, is going to require adjustments and compromise. And when it's somebody that you've committed to spend the rest of your life with, the stakes are much higher, we're more vulnerable, and we have more to lose. All things that make us very uncomfortable. And we typically prefer to avoid those things and that kind of discomfort. But those are the things that are actually the very reasons that we should want to figure out how to successfully navigate conflict so that we don't get so uncomfortable that we want to run or shut down or worse, hurt our partner in some way. We don't learn to manage ourselves when the going gets tough if we always run from what's tough and or blame it on our spouse or our significant other. Making hard choices is just hard. Being courageous is hard. Being right without gloating is hard. Trust me. <laughs> yes, I know. Being humble and apologetic is even hard for many. Being able to do those things requires us to think and behave maturely, thoughtfully, and lovingly. To do that, we have to recognize when we're being stretched and need to evaluate if some personal growth and an expanded mindset is in order. We must be able to look objectively at the situation and take responsibility for the part that we play. If conflict never arises, there's no need to ever have to stretch to self-evaluate and to dig deep looking for answers, solutions, and, and maybe some changes that we ourselves need to make. Being married isn't really that hard. Doing our work is hard. The marriage gives you a mirror reflecting back to you what your work is. So I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for spending some of your valuable time hanging out with me again today. Please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you would be so kind as to take a moment to give me a rating, that would really mean a lot to me. If you're a new listener, you may not know that I've been a personal performance coach for 11 years. So if you're trying to make some shift happen in your life, you can find out what private coaching with me is all about on lauribischoff.com. You can also check out my book, Common Sense Happiness, on the uh, website or on Amazon. And of course, I would love to connect with you on any of the social media platforms. So don't be shy. 
stop by and say hey. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Go forth and make some epic shift happen. You too, Mr. Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.